gosh, I, would, I forgot I even had that in my pack. Yeah, that's an example of sport, man. I, if Joe flicked my ear, I'd, I'd probably come in the forehead. We're back. We're back with our very special friends, close friends, Dr. Caroline. What's new, new last name, same last name. New last name. Dr. Official. Caroline Nelson and our good pal, Tay Tay Taylor Nelson. What's up, guys? He's a professor. Yeah, so uh, uh, Caroline, uh, for those that haven't figured it out yet, we've talked uh, a little bit before. Uh, she's the one that does the dry needling and basically made both my shoulders uh, work again. So I, I figured uh, it would be good to get her on here, answer some questions for all of you uh, people that have abused your body and are too dumb to get it repaired like I've been uh, until now. So, uh, Caroline, so when I came in, uh, I was not sure if I was going to have to have surgery. I couldn't lift my right arm over my head. And shortly after that, my left arm kind of happened uh, as well. And, and literally in a, just one or two sessions, it's completely back to normal, but you want to explain to everyone kind of what you do, um, you know, the, the path you took as far as like what made you decide and then how long you've been in school and all that kind of stuff. Oh man. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so I, it's all situational, right? So I am a chiropractor I, technically by trade, but as you know, uh, both of you really, um, know from, um, just experiencing my treatments, I suppose that I'm not a typical chiropractor, like a traditional one. So, um, I haven't heard you say, uh, yep, you need adjusted, which was a breath of fresh air. Cause that yeah. really drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there's just a lot more, it's a big picture rather than just kind of using one tool. There should be, in my opinion, and a lot of my colleagues opinion, you know, a full toolbox, if you will. So that, Dry needling is just one of those things that I like to use, but um, yeah, I've been practicing for almost 10 years now, and um, I started dry needling a handful of years ago, and it honestly, it just changed my practice. So I did a lot of soft tissue work before. Um, there's a technique called active release that a lot of people know about, or some people, you know, there's pin and stretch, or there's also... Uh, the, you know, the tool I use on you, that mm -hmm. Graston tool. Um, so there's a lot of different tools to use, but once I learned how to dry needle, it just kind of changed the game for me. So, um, but when you came in, um, it's all very dependent on what I find in the, the exam, you know? So I'll run someone through orthopedic tests and that helps me determine what's going on and if I think that dry needling is actually an appropriate tool to use. So for your case, it was great. That in combo with the shockwave. Yeah. So one, uh, one of the, and I kind of make jokes about this just cause um, I'm not saying chiropractors are, are bad, but certain ones, anytime I start hearing you're out of alignment, uh, you know, shit like that, I start to, those are red flags for me of like, well, how often, you know, mm -hmm. Was I out of alignment the day after you walked out and adjusted me last time? Was I out of alignment, you know, three days after? How do I stay in alignment? And nothing wrong with, with chiropractors uh, at all, but I have seen several that where I had the same issues that I walked in that I've walked into to see you, and I walked back out with the same issue within four or five days later, <laughs> um, where with, with, with you, 
I think what happened is on, on my end is Frank, you said you had shoulder issues, not from CrossFit, but from CrossFit. Um, <laughs> I've racked on my snowboard. That's what I meant. Um, and then you, you had, but you had had dry needling through Caroline. <clears throat> well, initially, um, I met Caroline through Taylor. Taylor mm-hmm. was a, a trainer at CrossFit Lakewood. And, um, shortly after my, uh, joining of the gym, I tried to ride uh, my buddy Clinton's BMX bike and I fucking wrecked. <laughs> I wrecked hard as hell on asphalt, dude. And I uh, landed on my hip and it fucked me up um, quite a bit for a while. And, and Taylor was like, I like told Taylor about it. Like I had to like modify workouts and he's like, you really need to go up and see Caroline. And <clears throat> at first I was like a little apprehensive and stuff. And then I finally went and saw Caroline and she, she took care of me. We did a lot of a dry needle night, uh, dry needling. And then I can't really remember what else we did. Um, a lot of, a lot of this stuff and it, mm-hmm. I don't know, it really progressed me, um, or pushed me forward into recovery. Cause I, at a certain point, I don't feel like I was like recovering very much at all. So you, um, you had kind of explained that. And then I had had a serious forearm, like tennis elbow and, uh, one of your forearms was bigger than the other. Like, <laughs> I, yes. Well, and, and Caroline, one of the good things with her is she has, she's a bit of a comedian because I, <laughs> at one time had messaged her and said, thank God uh, I'm right-handed uh, or I wouldn't be able to master or something like that because my <laughs> left arm was screwed up. And she said, well, let's get you in here to get you back to switch hitting. She also has a sense of humor, but I had had issues. Remember that? I couldn't, I couldn't, my right arm, my, I had the forearm issues. I could barely throw a rock or do a pull-up. Um, that was all the way back when with pinches goat hunt. So 2015, uh, I had issues, couldn't do pull-ups or whatever. And I just suffered through all of that. And once it took about a year for it to go away. And, you know, recently in, in the Davis mountains where I was down there with Scotty, we were just going, getting after it for almost three months straight. And I just started where I couldn't lift my right arm over my head. And, and you had mentioned about the same thing you had with your shoulder, Frank. So I came in and saw you you basically fixed it in one treatment. Um, and when I say fixed it, I mean, I could lift my arm over my head, no major pain. And uh, oddly enough, two days later, I was sitting at the dinner table. I thought I was having a stroke because my left arm just <laughs> contracted <laughs> all at one time. And I'm like, literally went into like a seizure and immediately for what, just bad, bad luck, bad timing, the same thing happened. And I'd torn my left distal bicep off and I, I guess that's why it's mm-hmm. one of the problems. It's shorter. And so I came in to see you with that. At the same time, I said my lower back was stiff. Now, keep in mind, I haven't been able to touch my fucking toes since like probably 1980. Um, and I, I'm, I was born in 77. So that should tell you something. And you, it was funny. I thought I was going to fart on you. So you were releasing <laughs> shit in my lower back that I had. And I'm like, literally like, Caroline, you might want to back up. Like I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to poop my pants. But I was that locked up and, and literally when you finished, I could touch my toes. So it was kind of, I've, I've made the analogy of like when people find God, they won't shut up about <laughs> it and they tell everyone that's how dry needling and Caroline's been for me. And it may not work that way for everyone, but for, for the issues I had, I also had my forearm acting up, which you did that probably a month ago. Yeah, about and, a month ago. And I haven't had any issues since. And that was, you probably fucked with it for what, 20 minutes, I guess. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That was true about the uh, finding Jesus thing. Cause he like, he came in, he was like, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Touches his toes. Everyone's like, oh shit, dude. Right on. You're like, like, I haven't been able to do this in years. Yeah. So you want to explain like some of the, like long-term effects of what I, I always say men, but men are, aren't as uh, smart as women on a lot of this stuff. 
preventative maintenance, like what happens to us and why does cupping, dry needling, or, you know, whatever, uh, the, the, the shock treatment, mm-hmm. what is that doing for people and, and, and where would, would someone maybe want to see someone like you to fix it? So a guy swinging a hammer. Yeah. Well, Taylor, you do construction. Have you had the, the, the drill arm where your forearm lights up like crazy? Uh, sorry. Oh yeah. The, um, <laughs> uh, drywall on the other day I came home, my hands were wrecked. Yeah. Like yeah. wrists, forearms, like holding the drill, hammering. And I find, I definitely find that, well, and it's kind of in your case too, right? So any kind of repetitive use. Mm-hmm. So um, that's typically kind of when I see that working the best or when there's uh, an How acute- How many times have you worked on Frank's right forearm? <laughs> you can't use my own joke. You can't use my own joke against me. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, too many to count, honestly. But um, uh, but when there's repetitive motion, right? So for you, I mean, with archery, with all of you guys, with archery, over and over and over. I mean, Aaron, I know shoots a million bows or a million a million bows, a million arrows a day, right? So it's over and over and over and over. Also, pulling the arrows, um, oddly right, enough, exactly. I think is actually the problem. It's not shooting, it's pulling the freaking arrows yeah. out of the target for my forearms. Yeah. The sea kids yeah. don't pull out. <laughs> Frank has so many holes in his right arm, he looks like a heroin addict. <laughs> so, with repetitive, uh, like, so like guys that run a drill gun, uh, mm-hmm. you know, drywalling, any, any type of repetitive motion. Is it a muscle tendon type of a thing that starts to happen? Yeah, it can be. Uh, Usually, um, you know, some sort of a tendinosis, tendinitis. um, It likes to show up after repetitive use. Um, So typically with dry needling, I I go ahead and I treat the muscle that is attached to that tendon. um, And that's exactly where I needle. So usually, so let's take like your trap, right, for example. (laughs) And... uh, you know, with my the, trap is fucked. <laughs> with the with the pack, you know, whenever you're backpacking, you have that pressure on that trap. Um, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of stress on that area, and so typically, sometimes you might find um, a spasm can happen. Um, depending on posture, if you have forward rolled shoulders, uh, you might get a little bit tight in the chest area. So that's something we call upper cross syndrome, and Everything gets really tight up front and elongates and kind of gets a little bit weaker in the back. So um, it helps to just kind of balance out those um, muscle imbalances, really. Um, Relaxing the the tissue that's kind of been used to being really tight and really aggravated for maybe a prolonged period of time. So I, but ultimately what it's doing is whenever you go in and you disrupt that tension, you're also creating micro injury. So it'll create microinflammation around an area and kind of give the tissue a second chance to heal. So I do like to use it, say like for Frank's situation, when you were hot rod off that curb with the BMX bike <laughs> that time, um, you know, it recreated when it was, I didn't see you right after you fell. I saw you maybe like what, a couple of weeks after that. Mm. So it kind of recreates that body's natural inflammation, inflammatory response to heal the tissue. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just gives it a second chance to, to heal naturally. Gotcha. So on, on my end, we haven't worked on, um, mostly cause I'm afraid to my, my calves or anything yet. Most of it's just been my feet, which is weird because I thought I broke a bone in my feet and it was just getting after it for too long. The fatty pad on my, 
my met pads. Mm-hmm. That right? Mm-hmm. My met pads. Uh, the fatty. I'm a toe walker, so they've kind of flattened out, and they were like they almost felt like constant bruising. Both my shoulders and my traps and my forearms, pretty much my whole fucking upper body has been <laughs> fucked up. So she's she's worked on all those things with. I'm down to where the, the I guess is that the distal bicep or what what type? Proximal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> just clicks every now and then to a point. You had the same thing. I'd get over parallel to the ground with my forearm if I like did the uh, Napoleon thing, and I couldn't. I couldn't. It would it would drop me to my knees to where now it just occasionally clicks. What I worry about my issue with doctors is. Uh, Everything seems to be a surgery direction, right? So, and that's the last thing I want is surgery. And, and, and I haven't been to a doctor a whole lot because every time I do go there, like my IT band, that's one of the first things they said was surgery. And then I just fucked around and fo- foam rolled it and stretched and it went away. Well, they were ready to have surgery on it. So it's kind of an eye opener for me of one, take care of yourself, right? Work on stretching. Two, that something that was major enough I couldn't lift my arm up you fixed in one hour session um which was pretty crazy so again it was like I found God Jesus I was like hey everybody look at this <laughs> stubbed your toe oh your runny nose dry needle in the work um how often do you see you know people that that are in the in the bracket I guess maybe Frank you're 32 with pretty heavy abuse to your body from you know outdoor activities and in construction and everything else how often do you get people in that range where I'm at 44 to 55 that are so fucked up because they've never stressed at all. What type of recovery are they looking at if you, they do what you tell them? Meaning kind of where, where I'm at, whether it be calves or feet or shoulders, is it like a six months to a year where you can work on them for a month or so and then they can recover from doing their, what you tell them? Yeah. I mean, and the biggest part of that picture is, is compliance, right? I mean, you know, you can come in all you want and I can help, but I'm just like today, right? Yeah. When we work together, I gave you a couple of things like this might be a good idea for the shoulder. This might be a good idea for that low back. So I, I try to give people tools to take home with them or do at the gym or something. So that, that also aids in helping maintain and keep you in a good spot. So it's very individual, Um, and it also, I mean, honestly, it also depends on their overall health too, right? Like how much inflammation do you have in your body? How fast are you going to heal? Right. Um, but typically I would say, I like to see if somebody came in, you know, walked right in today, I'd see them, I'd assess them. I would usually, I like to give them a little bit of time because you're going to be a little sore after I treat you. So I will do either, depending on the situation, they can come in again in a few days if I feel like they need it, or maybe I typically push somebody a week at least, and I do expect them to do their exercises. So I do definitely kind of harp on people and say like, listen, this is like a 60-40 relationship here, right? Like I'm 40, you're 60, so you got to do got to do these things to keep you good long-term, right? So I, I would agree because the first time... I saw you, I didn't do shit, you said, for the most part. <laughs> and then the second time I did, and it, and it has gone, it stayed away. When I say that, meaning I, I thought about it and I stretched a little. like, yeah. But then I just got diligent where I'd stretch. Well, there was one stretch you were doing that I copied kind of from Frank. And then I did the mobility or what the shit you gave me on YouTube. And now it's pretty much gone. Now, I would say probably I'm going to need a tune-up after the next month and a half of, well, two months of crazy shit we have going on. But- 
I mean, you charge what, 150, 75 for the first con? What do you charge? What, what do you charge? 175 for the first, for the first hour. And then um, follow up is always 45 minutes and it's 75. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I'm screwed up enough. I have to pay more because <laughs> I sit there longer. But uh, we were there two hours today, right? Today, yeah. But we worked on shoulder, forearm, trap, lat, lower Everything. back, toes to nose. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you do? So she was shooting my lower back. <laughs> What the what the fuck were you doing? It felt like you were shocking me. It so was- and that's tip- so that kind of is a, a good segue because looking at so for like low back pain, right? Yeah. There can be so it's something a concept called the joint by joint approach, and a really smart PT uh, came up with this. His name is Gray Cook, mm-hmm. and he he put together this outline that you should have a nice balance of mobility and stability. So like mobile starting at your big toe, right? So you should have a mobile big toe to be able to push off and walk forward, move forward, run forward, midfoot stable, ankle mobile, knee stable, right? So on and so forth. So once you get up to the hip, the hip should be a mobile area. And the low back wants nothing but stability, right? So when it's, whenever you get to a hip, like we saw today with Aaron's hip, um, when it's locked down from Looked like I an mean, exorcism when she <laughs> hit that fucker with the needle it was bad. and you might have decreased range of motion you know I always use the analogy of the the body is like um, you know like kind of a boulder in the middle of a stream right you're moving that momentum is going to go somewhere else so if that hip doesn't have that range of motion you don't have that active range of motion and you don't own it with stability then that momentum is just going to go somewhere else and the next spot is the low back. So now you're moving too much through your low back that truly wants to be stable. So that's a lot of the time when I see people like, oh man, my low back is killing me. Well, let's look at your hips, right? So you should definitely, I, I believe as a practitioner being, you know, looking up and down the stream. Well, and as you're talking about like looking up and down the, the stream, for, you know, for example, I'm stretching not bad things, but mm-hmm. certainly not what you told me to today. Like mm-hmm. not even fucking close, right? So <laughs> I do uh, the the so right. Uh, I foam roll, mm-hmm. you know, and I do IT band stretches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure they work for other parts. Like my IT band's been fine, but generally what happens? I wake up and I, um, you know, bend down and look like you know I'm 90 to grab my shoes. And then by eight or nine, it's you know I've worked out. It's kind of warmed up, but then sleep locks back when I say locks back up it's it's weird because it's not like a vertebrae thing mm-hmm. it's it's a muscle thing so it just get, it gets warmed up like it was funny when the first thing I walked in I bent down and I could touch the floor and uh, and I shit you not I haven't been able to touch my toes in probably 20 years so I just have to work on different I wouldn't say outside of the box stretches but for a knuckle dragger different <laughs> shit right mm-hmm. to, to work on it because it has gotten better but I ruck a lot and then I ride a mountain bike. So I'm kind of hunched mm-hmm. over and then I do weighted vest training. Frank, you run with a weighted vest quite a bit. Um, so, you know, whatever, I'm sure that's causing my hips to transfer to my lower back. Um, Cause I don't, when you were shooting those, it was down to my toes when you were hitting that spot on your right. Yeah. 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 It was weird. Um, yeah. But my love, I mean, I, I can't even tell my lower back stiff now. So it yeah. is, it is pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's all really too, um, you know, and the concept of just there's it's more than just muscle, too, that we're kind of treating in those situations. So um, there's like a nice I call it a tissue sandwich. So the, the muscle is the very bottom skin's very top. Right. But between there, there's two very important layers. You have two fascial layers. 
And usually when something is we're going back to that overuse idea, um, something is overused or something is tight and painful, pain is always the last thing to show up, always. So the dysfunction's probably been building and happening for quite a while. And, um, you know, we always kind of ignore whispers. Like, so for, you know, say you wake up in the morning, you're like, shit, my low back's pretty tight, you know? Well, I just stretch, I stretch, I stretch my low back. And then one day it just yells at you, right? So pain's always kind of the the last thing to to show up. But um, there's also the those fascial layers that are super important. And if there's not enough space between those layers and there's not enough nice glide between that tissue, then that tissue is just sticky. And it's I use the idea of like Velcro, right? So rather than gliding on top of um, off, on top of each layer, it, they're stuck and they're not moving well. So it's a lot of the dry needling and we've done cupping and, you know, there's instrument assisted where I use that. Um, a lot of people know it as uh, Graston or Gua Sha for like Eastern medicine, um, using that to get some glide into the tissue so that you can just start the to scrape, the scraper thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so the thing you gave me, I could literally yeah. kill somebody with. It looks That's like a Batman Chinese star yeah. for scraping. When you had brought that up, so when I'm doing that and bruising occurs, that generally means I'm breaking up all the shit you're talking about. Yeah. So or, typically, so or am that, I doing it too hard? The, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the other, the, the concept with that is interesting because, um, so I, myself and my, my business partner both teach for a company called rock tape, which is a kinesiology, uh, tape. And we have a course that we teach on the blade work and, um, one of the concepts is, you know, less is more. So you don't have to like hammer something so hard. It's kind of like when you go to a massage and they're just like beating the shit out of you. You're not, you know, you're having this response where your body's going like, oh my God, I'm not even breathing. Right. So, I mean, that might be too hard, right. To actually let the muscle just kind of chill out and do some good work for the tissue. So a lot of the time when you get that, the, sometimes a little bit of redness will pop up, which is okay. It's called petechia and it's basically what happens whenever you're, you know, getting that fascia moving and um, it's really superficial capillaries that are just kind of breaking. So, but when you get, yeah, I've seen people like, you know, pretty black and blue just from, from using those tools and, and sometimes, you know, that's, it's not always necessary. Yeah. So. Um, I'm generally black and blue, so maybe I should lighten up on yeah. that thing. <laughs> But it's 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 a great tool. So, but yeah, that redness and the bruising, it you can see it. Um, but if it, that should not be your end goal, is my point, right? Gotcha. And I just, uh, I think with 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 me is, um, <clears throat> I'm probably in my mentality of like, okay, push harder, it'll do more, and it's not like excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. But I do get looks like I have a basically kind of a blood looking rash mm -hmm. um, when I when I get done with it. Usually on my 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 bicep and right comes down on my shoulder but um so a couple of, a few of the other thick rock tape so that was something i literally thought was like some bullshit um <laughs> when i'd seen that before and then the first thing i noticed my posture what do you call that when you tape so i don't mm -hmm. more lock it up what what would yeah that's stop? just that's just our typical po uh, posture taping yeah and so what that did was basically like a doorstop to tell me hey you're you're hunching forward too much that was a, a big one for for me that i would be very worthwhile for rock tape. You're very affiliated with them. What all can people 
if they do it correctly, use rock tape for like, what's its basic idea or what, what was the concept behind rock tape? And it, it's just tape. I, I don't, why do they call it rock tape? Rock climbers it's, start with anything? It's what? just, yeah, it's just the name of the company. Gotcha. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Solid. I don't know. Yeah. Go stronger, Except it longer. stretches. That doesn't make no sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the concept yeah. behind it though, what? Yeah, um, it said you can use it for so many different reasons and it's funny, right? Like I think we talked about this a little bit this morning because um, when I tape for posture or even you mentioned like that there's pain sometimes with backpacking and sometimes the muscles get tired and fatigued and might start to spasm. And that's one of the ways that you can use rock tape is for muscle endurance actually. So, you know, it kind of blew up right years ago during the, you know, saw it in like the Olympics and you started seeing it in the CrossFit games and everybody's like, they're cheating. What is this magic tape? But it's just, it's, it's an awesome tool because you can use it for so many different reasons. But one of them being, we see a difference in muscle endurance. So for people say, if I'm seeing, or if I'm treating or prepping someone for a long bike ride or a, like a marathon, I might tape them um, for their larger muscle groups that I know that they're using to help with muscle endurance. Um, so that's kind of what we did today for your backpacking, right? So using the rock tape and uh, I kind of taped his paraspinals, which are the muscles on his back, but on each side of his spine to help the endurance while you're, you're, you're you packing may have, out. You may have to tape me, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look so excited. Uh, but that's one reason. Um, but the other reason too, I mean, like you can tape it for swelling, for bruising after, you know, an injury. So um, there's a, the, you mentioned the tape being stretchy. And so whenever you stretch the tissue and then also stretch the tape, you don't have to put a shit ton of stretch on the tape. Um, you put like 10 to 20%, maybe maximum uh, stretch on the tape. What it does then is once you're up moving, it pulls up on those layers of tissue that I was talking about before and it helps to create space. Mm, so smart. it like decompresses the tissue so your lymphatic system can kind of move some of that swelling out of there and the bruising like that, you know, stagnant blood right there. Um, but you can also use it for pain taping. So, um, I mean, I can nerd out on this stuff all day, but the, the, we pain, got an hour. You're good. <laughs> the, the pain taping is fascinating too, because say, uh, say I, well, let's just take me for example, like my right knee, when I hurt my right knee, um, the way that the brain works, you have a map of your whole body and your brain, right? So in your somatosensory cortex and your brain knows where each body part is in space, right? So whenever you injure yourself, there that picture of that body part is kind of smudged and not very clear, right? So then your brain is like, I don't really know what's going on down there. And the communication, when there's usually this nice two-way street communication input-output from my knee to my brain, that's not working efficiently. And so when you put the tape on the skin, which I know sounds like Silence of the Lambs, but you put <laughs> the tape on the skin, um, when that happens, you clear up that communication because you have so many different um, mechanoreceptors, different receptors in your skin that just respond to touch. So because of that, your brain is like, oh, I know where the knee is. Now I can move better. I feel more stable. And a lot of people, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've treated a lot of injured knees, your shoulder, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. If somebody comes in really acute, may, I might needle them a little. I might lightly, 
use my tool on them a little bit. I might just shockwave them that day if they're super acute because I don't want to throw them into a tailspin, right? And then just putting rock tape on them can make a huge difference and make everything feel way more stable. So what about like the voodoo floss? Um, is that something that you like uh, prescribe to people or, or yeah. you believe in? And, and how does, what's the basic concept behind voodoo floss? And, and that's like the... Um, the rubber band on steroids, I wrap that around my calves a lot, my forearm. Um, I don't know if I'm doing it correctly other than just wrapping it tighter than a <laughs> son of a bitch. So explain voodoo floss and, and, and the concept behind that. Yeah, floss is great too. Um, so rather than kind of creating decompression of the tissue, it's really more of you're wrapping, wrapping, wrapping around, say, an area that's, I mean, you can use it for, so if something's swollen, you can use it for kind of fluid capturing and kind of pumping some of the fluid out of there, um, out of a joint or area that might be swollen. Um, if there's decreased range of motion. So it's a really good way to uh, wrap a joint, facilitate good movement. Again, getting that the tissue layers to glide better again. Um, and what's cool about the floss is you can just use just the floss and do like passive range of motion where you like say we'll take ankle you can wrap your ankle and you've probably used the floss have you used the floss rank i've used it a bunch i yeah. use it i use it almost daily on my calves like pre yeah. pre-workout totally like especially if i'm gonna run i i have to use it yeah. otherwise my calves will lock up yeah and so it just so whenever you use it you can kind of pump your foot back and forth mm -hmm. right and that's just passive and then you can stand on it and get some more weight bearing movement to it and then you can even put like over pressure so you have your hands on the floss manipulating the tissue so it's really just a good way of getting glide into that tissue again so yeah <clears throat> i think i've i've used it like depending on how fucked up my my yeah. calves are i'll i'll wrap it and then i'll 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 move my foot around like you're saying then i'll walk around a little bit and then do some air squats and then if my, yeah. my calves are really bad then i'll foam roll on it with the with the um floss on there which hurts mm -hmm. like a mofo but it helps <laughs> That, that's yeah. what I do like in the Davis mountains a lot as I, I take it with me. And then it, at night I'll walk or, you know, they say that I think it was five minutes. I shouldn't leave it on any longer than five minutes. So I'll just wrap both calves and walk around, you know, just basically I, I look goofy. And then when I get done, I have a rolling pin that I'll basically sit there and kind of roll out my, my calves on, or I'll take the, the, the ball um, mm -hmm. and, and hit certain areas that, you know, maybe I need, more pinpoint pressure i ne i haven't gotten a cramp in my i haven't got a well a trigger point enough to where i where it affected my walking since i started using that stuff i will say though when you first put it on you'll probably piss your pants um <laughs> if you wrap it tight enough on your on your calves me specifically my calves you're the same boat i think like walking with that with it that tight it'll about drop you initially if you're not because there is a, a large amount of pain or there is for me how same with you I mean, yeah i think you just get used to it after a little while it's kind of like foam rolling or any of that stuff yeah when i first did it it was like holy shit this sucks there's a really cool way and i'll show you um one day but yeah. um you can use floss and like a mobility ball mm -hmm. and wrap the ball in the floss that sounds fucking horrible yeah it's great <laughs> uh well i think though the, the the biggest thing is is i'm getting older is just not doing enough preventative preventative maintenance the last 20 plus years that i'm trying to catch up basically and so 
I'm learning a lot of this as I go. If somebody handed me Voodoo Floss 15 years ago, I would have, I'm sure, just thrown it in the, the drawer and not messed with it. But uh, it it's helped quite. I mean, I don't. You use it probably more than I do at this. Yeah, point. I was just telling her. Uh, I use it just about every day. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. and it's an easy tool to just have. Right. And it's like 20 bucks and you can throw it in your gym bag or just like have, like we have it at the house everywhere. Um, I I think I bought six or eight rolls of it and I have one in my truck with the red bowl. Um, and then we have literally at the the living room table, we have like a little wood bowl and then Mm -hmm. there's, it's in there to, when we're watching TV, I'll do it. Um, Is it in there with your correct toes? Yeah, it actually (laughs) is. So it's funny. My correct toes are beside the recliner. Um, you want to explain my foot issue with my, my med pads and then what you did uh, to fix that. Cause that was another issue we brushed on earlier <clears throat> towards the end of my, my um, time down there with Scotty as guiding. Um, I thought I broke bones in my left foot. I couldn't, I couldn't really walk on my toes and I just pop some ibuprofen and hope for the best. Explain to everybody what you did, what for people should look for and then how to fix it. Now I, I will say it does look like you're getting your toenails painted with the <laughs> thing you gave me, but I do it at the house. Nobody can see. <laughs> Is it a spreader? Yeah. It's a toe spreaders. Yeah. Um, well for your case, it was that it was a pretty textbook case of like metatarsalgia is what we call it. That's and, what I called it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, but a lot of that you see, well, for yourself, right, um, toe walking. So if you're on the balls of your feet a lot, um, if you run on the balls of your feet, um, we also see it in like cycling. So if they're not distributing their weight enough, they're not dropping their heels and they're just like on their toes, you know, all the time. But it'll feel like that, I mean, awful pain at like just underneath one of your toes, right? And Essentially, you mentioned earlier that there's a fat pad that just lives there naturally, anatomically. And over the years and over step by step by step by step or, you know, jump by jump, it can like get dispersed and thin out when it's there for cushion. Right. So as it gets worn out over time, then um, what we did for for your foot was I used rock tape and I taped it in a way that... um, it pulled the fat pad down. And so we kind of pulled it down and redistributed so that you had that padding again, cause it had kind of dispersed. And so it's a little difficult to explain, but we just basically pulled that fat pad down and you had that cushion again. But in conjunction with that, because those boots you wear like 24 seven are so tight and restrictive, the toe box does not give that foot room to live right so i've been doing better so I even he, wore, should, he I, should be wearing crocs i even wore uh <laughs> i even wore flip-flops to to work the other day which is wow. a first for for a while and i have tennis shoes on now so i'm getting better because i even i work out in my my boots which mm-hmm. i probably shouldn't do um the the thing that <clears throat> i guess what amazed me is almost a month to the point that the last stock with scotty he could see i was in excruciating pain. I didn't want to be a bitch. So I didn't say anything. And he, he came over. He's like, Hey, are you, are you good? You want me to go on this last stock? And at that point I barely walk on my left foot, but I didn't, I didn't want to be a wiener. So I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I was not fucking good. So when we got back, I just offhanded mentioned it to you and you're like, Oh yeah. And then you gave me these, um, it literally looks like you're getting your toenails painted and just said, walk around the house and those it'll help spread out the fat pad and pull it down. And then I started mountain biking more. And it's funny you brought that up because I could really tell um, 
from from more or less mashing, I guess you would call it, that you can really feel it when you're just mashing up the hill to to really, I guess, um, I, I don't know, displace the weight. And mm-hmm. so then I could ride without any pressure on that toe or any, any major discomfort. And then over the course of, I guess it's been a month. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you using clip-ins? Yeah, I use clip-ins. Um, over the course of like a month, uh, it's gone. Like, in, And great. I went literally from barely being able to walk to... I, I don't, and I'm sure on the hike in or I'll, I'll feel some pressure, but at night is, as strange as it is. I didn't want to say anything. I wear those things to bed. Yeah. Um, and so I, I bring them backpacking in now. Cause at night I pull my socks off. I put those on and then I'll, you know, I'll kind of screw around and flex my foot back and forth with those on at night. If that keeps me from, cause they don't weigh anything. It keeps me from having that, that pain in the front of my toes and I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. The biking yeah. I think helped too. Cause I could display the weight, mm-hmm. displace the weight a little bit easier and give my, I guess I'm giving it a break. Yeah, give um, it a rest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, those are awesome. And Rick, you're laughing. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'll wear my Crocs to bed. <laughs> or wheel drive or two. <laughs> Depends on how wild we want to get. <laughs> Knocking Crocs. I'm not looking forward to when I have to say, hey, Frank, will you tape my back up? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to bow out there. <laughs> I'm going to have to find some hippie hiker. Be like, hey, my friend's a dick. Will you tape me? <laughs> Here's a picture that Caroline took. I know. It looks Can like you an replicate octopus. this? Yeah, it looks like an octopus just raped me. But uh, yeah, that's just cupping. Please tape me. You get spooning or taping. I know. Choose one. Oh uh, yeah. Good lord, that'll be interesting. Let's see if I can talk him into it. I'll give you a brownie. Um, so with, with stuff like that, obviously trying to relate um, to people listening in, which we're all kind of in the same boat, one way, shape, form, or fashion. One of the things I'm learning is I really have to work on my posture, like sitting at a desk, like I'm not going to do the stand up desk thing, which people have suggested. I just don't have that type of dedication. But even now I can feel like you put that tape on and, and normally I'm, I'm like this <laughs> and I can, I, so I'm sitting more upright because of the rock tape. How much does posture have to do with the issues I have in my, my upper body shoulder area? 90%. Yeah. So <laughs> Like I think Lander mentioned, he called it warlocking up because I always have my shoulders. And mm-hmm. one of the things I really noticed, I was trying to pay attention when I was on the Rogan podcast to not do it. And you look, I'm all the whole time. <laughs> it's just a comfortable, comfortable position that I over time that I'm used mm-hmm. to. But now I'm working on, you know, trying to open my chest up. That's the majority of my issue because I'm shortening parts yeah, and lengthening that, others. Yeah, exactly. And that's that upper cross that we kind of talked about. But I mean, and that's, so when you have that tape on mm-hmm. and it's not like a brace, right? So it's not restricting you from movement. It's more of like a cue, right? Yeah. So when you fall out of that posture, because when I taped you, I didn't put you in some funky position. I just put you in like a normal, neutral sitting position, right? Where yeah. I, where I want you to be. And then you put the tape on and as you drift out of that normal, neutral posture, you start to feel it. And, and it's not like a huge pull and it's not painful. It's just it reminds your brain or tells you. It's almost you, like your kid poking you, yeah. mom. It just yeah. reminds me like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, I got to, I got to get out of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And then with, um, with the tape on that, that's a really good window for retraining because you can use that, that tactile feedback. Like we talked about just like having the tape on the skin improves things and communication to the brain. Now, if you know, I gave you an exercise for scapular retraction today with the tape on, that's your prime time to yeah. do that exercise because it gets to your brain and you relearn that pattern like 30 times faster. So with that kinesthetic feedback, so it's really cool, but yeah, so the tape is awesome. 
it's it's a it's one of my favorite tools that we use. Gotcha. So as as we kind of what I don't want is uh, four hundred chuckleheads um, <laughs> messaging you. Um, what, what what is your place of business called? Total Health Solutions. And I, locally, obviously, they can call. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. If people have um, you know questions, do you like how do they? Um, can can they get a hold of you? Uh, can you answer some questions for them? And how do you, I, I guess, find someone local that doesn't suck? Like, is, is it, that that's the biggest thing? Is that there's certain people I've seen that probably cause more damage than I, I'm, I'm going to mention names, obviously. But I I went there and it seemed like like they were telling me like again I had these giant red flags of you're out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to come in once a week and get realigned. And I'm like, well. I've got to fucking come in here once a week and get realigned. Are you doing your job? Like Correct. if I said, Hey, I'm gonna have right. to come over and fix the leak in your roof once a week. Right. That, that seems awfully counterproductive. Right. And that's, that's exactly how I feel. So it like, it's not to say I don't adjust people. Like I've, I've adjusted you. Right. And so, um, it's, it's just another thing I can do, but like, you know, I don't, I don't adjust to everybody, nor do I adjust everything the same time over and over and over because it's just like you just said, if, if you're in here and, and I'm not trying to upset anybody, but if, if I say like, Oh, you got to be in here three times a week for six weeks, I'm not doing something right. Right. So that's just my opinion, of course, so take that for what it's worth. But, um, you know, that's why I give you exercises too. So it should, as a practitioner, as a clinician, you should be able to give people tools to like maintain and to get better and to get stronger and and to figure out what the actual root of the problem is right oh that makes sense um so it's total health solutions yep total health um so generally if people are like i what i found on the podcast and frank you can people listen to these and they relate right they're like oh shit that's you know like south cox he's had lower back uh, issues he's talked about it before in fact i think there's some kind of a weird thing going on between him because anytime i make fun of him for something and it happens to me <laughs> like i made fun of him for missing deer in the high country then sure enough i missed four or five deer <laughs> his lower back had bothered him because he he did woodwork fo- flooring and everything else i'm wondering how much of that is a hip thing is it you know whatever that you know has he seen someone like you it'd be interesting because people are going to relate to this and talking about construction mm-hmm. i have i have no doubt doing you know lifting heavy and then commercial glass you pump a glass cup to glass all day long and you're shucking up basically curling a glass or running a drill gun or whatever that's my forearm issue it got to a point where i couldn't grab a jar like this and pick it up because it would fire so bad down my forearm and i suffered through that and just hope for the best and it seems like a lot of those you can fix um, or people get people on the road to recovery. How do they know the right person to see? And, um, mm. you know, consultations, are you willing to do anything like that over the phone where you can at least get them on the right path? Um, what, what do you think? Yeah. I don't want you to get overloaded with. A bunch yeah, of no, I, I think, um, <laughs> you know, we do virtual consultations mm. as well. So that is something that's like on my online, um, scheduling. So that is an option that I just thought of. Um, but so with our, uh, website, there's an online scheduling link and you can do a virtual consultation like and it's like, Zoom? yeah, it's just over zoom. So, um, that's, that's the service that we do have. Um, but I'm, you know, I can, I can definitely help point people in the right direction. Um, I would say like probably not my personal number, but you know, they can call my office 
And uh, my email actually will. Your phone number is 1-800-DON'T-FUCKING-CALL-ME. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, any questions, I mean, um, email would be great. And I'm happy to if they're out of state. That's the other thing, too, is it depends on state, right? So, like, in Colorado, I'm lucky I can dry needle. I can do all these things. But some states, the licensure is more narrow. Mm-hmm. And so the tools you can use are different. So it depends state to state. So if they want to come to Colorado, I can absolutely help. But um, some states, you know, they can't dry needle. They can't do certain things. So so is it, is it TotalHealthSolutions.com for the website? TotalHealthSolutionsLTD.com. LTD.com. Okay. So with just trying to, and again, it's like me finding Jesus, uh, although <laughs> I have not found him yet. Um, but I did find dry needling. I would say, you know, for, for me, I think, well, I think you gave me, I gave you an insane tip the first go round <laughs> and you were like, what the, and I was like, I would have paid a thousand dollars easily because I couldn't lift my fucking arm over my head. And by the time I left, I could, I, well, I went and shot my bow mm-hmm. and we shot the Jason Rowe shoot and I didn't shoot it because I literally, when I shot my bow, I would have to grab my arm, my, my left arm, my bow arm with my right one and bring it into my chest and lower my bow down because that would drop me when, when, when that happened. And then right after that, you dry needled it and it went away and I was shooting my bow that, that night mm-hmm. without problems. It still clicks occasionally, but it went from like a sniper hit me to, to you know, being able to basically shoot. And Frank, you, yours has gotten better and better now. You don't, you stretch quite a bit. You don't have much problems at all now, do you? No, my shoulders are feeling pretty good. Yeah, I've been able to do a lot of stuff I hadn't been doing for a while um, since seeing Caroline, so she's helped a lot. And one thing that I like that you do a lot is is that you mentioned earlier is you give exercises to uh, to help with the rehabilitation and also keep you on track with your mobility. So I think um, from other people I've seen in the past, they didn't go, they didn't take those extra steps. And then you'll check check up with me here and there and, and see how I'm doing, which is awesome. Because um, like when I hurt my shoulder, I went to Kaiser and saw the, uh, I guess it was a physical therapist and he gave me like some super basic stuff, which I understand for like most people, but, um, being more that like more on the active side, I think it was cool to see Caroline after. And she gave me a ton of exercises and stretches and worked on me quite a bit and got me back to where I was or close to it. One of the videos you sent me, the guy is the world championship bench press. He's the world bench press. So immediately when you show me, I'm like, well, fuck, I know that guy. And, uh, I've gotten really familiar with rubber bands, with the mm-hmm. bands. So I have the flat, and I don't know the technology. I have the two bands, and then I have the flat pan, bands or whatever. And so the one you have, I have a, a band. I hook it around my shoulder and then to a post behind me, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm really just rotating my shoulder forward. That was one of the, the, the world, I can't remember his name, the guy that has the world championship bench press, bench yeah. press uh, just to, for mobility and to loosen it up. That one helped immensely because before I go shoot now, it's weird. And you didn't tell me to do this one. I take a kettlebell mm-hmm. and just kind of rotate mm-hmm. my, my arm around. And then I go to the band and I kind of rotate that around. And I do some stretching. It's increased my draw length as well, which was one thing that I didn't really think about at the time. But mobility and flexibility and everything else, when I say it increased my draw length, my body's my body. It's not like I'm, my fucking arms grow, but flexibility wise, I have more, um, expansion from, from doing that. So that was one of the first things I noticed. Cause I have a clicker on my training bow and I was, you know, it's, it's nothing moved and I'm clicking way early. If I don't stretch, I don't, I don't get that. And so it's just basically warming up. So a lot of the things 
It's kind of like working out in a hotel room. You can get a good workout in a hotel room if you have the motivation. Same thing, a couple rubber bands in your travel bag and some, even the voodoo floss, I can get a decent, you know, I can tie a knot in it and do the same Mm -hmm. uh, thing. So for the low, low price of 40 bucks, you Mm -hmm. can get the majority of this shit. I, I, I mean, it's not very expensive. Yeah. Well, and it's just the education then, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get the tools for super cheap and then it's just finding the right person to give you what's, and the nice thing about like the exercises too, like with what we did today, you know, both of the exercises you did today, you took your hip and your shoulder to end range of motion. Mm-hmm. So you take it to that end range, which is not typically somewhere that somebody can really control. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Like there's such a wide range of motion and you can move through that. But once you get to that very end, can you control it? So um, you can get the, the simple bands and floss and everything for pretty cheap. And then it's just learning how to use them properly. Yeah. So, and you can, the good thing is you can use them to work out oh, and for mobility for sure. and stretching and things Absolutely. like that. So yeah. I know you just ordered some the other day, didn't we? <laughs> Maybe it was, no, Amy and I did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got them on Amazon and yeah. I got some other shit from Rogue. And I, I don't think, I think we spent 59 bucks and I ordered extra just so I throw them in my truck. So yeah. it's not too bad. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Well, we're, we're at 50 minutes just about. Is there anything else you want to cover for listeners? Um, that, you know, maybe some, some tips to uh, keep you from being a dumb shit and, and getting injured, preventative maintenance, things like that? Um, I mean, preventative maintenance wise, I think it would just kind of go back to that concept of joint by joint, right? Consider that. So, um, you know, keep your mobile spots mobile and your stable spots stable. So, you know, ankle, keep it mobilized. A lot of, I do see like a lot of decreased dorsiflexion, uh, which is, you know, um, kind of that walking position, right? So plantar is when you're pointing your feet, your toes and dorsi is when you're pointing them up towards the sky, right? So, um, a lot of people have decreased dorsiflexion and so, uh, keeping a good range of motion, I mean, that's just going to prolong your health, prolong your joint health, prolong your tendon health, and um, and then working on stability for low back, right, and for your neck. That's another thing, too, is like, you know, every once in a while, we will adjust necks when needed, but that is a mobile area. So if you're going into somebody and getting your neck cracked a ton, right, like at least every week, consider that it might be a cycle, right? So your tissue is going to, t- and this is one conversation I have with people a lot when I see them like cracking their necks and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, it, it feels a shit ton better after I do it. Well, that's because you get that temporary relief, right? But the tissues are all going to creep back and, and tighten up. So then it feels tight again. But they're tightening up because that neck wants to be a mo- or a stable area, not mobile, right? So just kind of learning what areas do you need to keep mobile? Which ones do you want to keep stable? So a lot of the time when I see people, you know, like cracking their necks and stuff, I'm like, you got to quit doing that shit. Cause, and then it's like quitting smoking. A lot of people, it's so hard <laughs> for people to stop doing that. But that would be like one of my biggest pieces of advice is like, keep your, you know, end range of motion in your mobile joints nice and finely tuned and find stability through your, through your low back and your neck and your knees. Gotcha. Well, well, there you go. So people, it's totalhealthsolutionsltd.com. Um, and then you're in Lakewood, Colorado. Lakewood. Yep. Um, so, and then you do, you, you will do a virtual. Yeah, I can do virtual or, you know, you can either reach me. Email is fine. So it's, uh, Caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, uh, Seidel, my maiden name. Sorry, honey. 
S-E-I-D-E-L-D-C at Gmail. Amy's is, she finally changed hers, so <laughs> she'll give you shit. No. And, uh, but my Instagram is uh, Dr. Nelson. So they can shoot me a message on there if that's easy, or the online booking has virtual consults too. So there yeah. you go. Well, I, I can't thank you enough um, for all the help you've uh, been to me. Uh, as far as, you know, I guess it's only been about a month and a half or so because um, I shoot my bow and do everything I want to do. I can do pull-ups and everything else where I was a fucking wreck when I first saw you. Um, so I guess I have to thank you, Frank, because you're the mm-hmm. one that said go see Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thank you for thank everything. Taylor. Taylor introduced me to Caroline. <laughs> well, there you Who go. introduced you to Caroline? Let's let's me. bring let's bring, let's bring this back <laughs> to the beginning. Did she hunt you down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where no. did you, where did you guys meet? We met at the gym. Oh no kidding. Yeah, yeah, we met at the gym. CrossFit Lakewood. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the place. Holy cow! Yeah. So. She was the first chiropractor I saw, probably, and <clears throat> was that seventeen, probably fifteen years before I went to one, yeah. and he like adjusted my hip. And I was like, dude, this hurts. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never see a chiropractor ever again. <laughs> yeah. And now he's married to one. We, yeah. <laughs> we, well, it, every chiropractor's different. So mm-hmm. I think I told you, like, what was that? A, a month and a, no, three months ago, I had one adjust me and I was more fucked up when I left by far to the point I stopped because I was in writhing pain. I'm like, okay, that's something happened there. And that could have been my fault. I'm not blaming the chiropractor, mm-hmm. but I am blaming the chiropractor because you get seen him. <laughs> So for me, it was more of a, okay, this cracking shit isn't, isn't working for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, I, I like chiropractors. I am one, you know, but I, I don't have any beef, but I, uh, I definitely think that there's more to, uh, like a five minute visit, right. Where you just, we call them, we call them rack and cracks, right? So you just come in and get pop cracked by. I just canceled my membership to the joint, which is a hundred percent of, Whack and crack, or whatever you call it. You walk in and pick yeah, whack and like, crack is something different. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, the first time I saw a massage therapist, now oh Amy, Lord. I told you this story, but I, Amy said she didn't set it up, but I'm pretty sure she did, or she told me to set it up, but I didn't know you're supposed to be naked. Um, and it's this little Asian chick, and I'm, I'm thinking like the what do they call it, the happy ending thing. So I, I, I rub it. So a whack and crack. Yeah, whack and crack. Well. So there's this rod going across the roof that uh, I learned, and you know, she holds on to to walk across my back. But um, she's grabbing my underwear, yanking on them, going off, off, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so I'm thinking this is some kind of a joke. So I'm texting Amy, "Am I supposed to be naked?" And she's lolol, and I'm like, "I didn't." She sees one all the time, and I'm like, "Well, fuck, is it?" I didn't know, and then, so immediately I'm like. I can't just lay here on my back with my wiener hanging out. This is fucking awkward. And so she can give you a towel. Well, she wasn't exactly like a, the pinnacle of the English language. Right. So I'm like, okay. So, and, and again, I think with, she had done it her whole life and, and American and probably whatever. She is not saying, Hey, I'm going to, you can take your underwear off and I'll politely lay a towel over your ass and cock and balls. She's just yanking on my underwear going off, off. And I'm like, fuck should i pull them off what am i I'm like what am i supposed Did to you do you have here? a moral dilemma there <laughs> well i'm like thinking okay like what are the potential scenarios of this 90 pound woman touching my wiener right i'm like what should i do here so i'm texting amy 
And she's like, yeah, you, you know, and my, and my wife's a very boisterous woman. She's like, you dumb fuck. Yes, you're supposed to be in your underwear <laughs> or supposed to be naked. And she's like, if you, as I understand it, people will normally communicate, hey, if you want to be in your underwear, that's fine. That obviously wasn't an option for the Asian lady. So <laughs> I'm like, holy. So now I'm like, so do I just drop these fuckers with her? Because she didn't give a shit, right? She's standing like from me to you, like off. And I'm like, so I just yank them off, I guess, you know? And I'm like, I, I guess this is normal. So I just dropped them right there and then laid on my stomach. And then she put the towel over me and I'm like, okay. Is, is it going to stay on? Is it going to come off? I'm like, I guess we'll see. And then obviously there was no nefarious activity, but I certainly, if you could have filmed that shit and f like recorded what was going on in my mind, because immediately I'm like, okay, she's got small hands. That's good. No, I'm just kidding. I was immediately like, okay, oh what the hell do I do here? So that was my first and almost, I guess that might've been my only experience massage. with a massage. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurt for a 91 pound woman. That woman beat the shit out of me. She would like, uh, I didn't really think well, about what it. Was it a massage or was it a... It was a deep tissue massage. So the first thing she jumped up on the deal and, and she's grinding her fucking balls of her, her, her heel in my calf. Ooh, it's like cheek, a Thai massage. Back. Yeah, maybe she was Thai. Uh, either way, she's walking and there was shit popping in me that mm -hmm. I didn't fucking realize I had. And she's literally, she gets up in my shoulders and she's grinding her heel and, and I'm making, I mean, I, you remember Chewbacca? I'm doing that shit. I'm like, uh, and she doesn't give a fuck, right? She's not like, hey, sir, is that too much? Is that what, with too much pressure? Like, so literally I, she gets to my, my arms and she's putting her heel in my fucking side of my arm and I can literally lift her up and I'm like, I popped her up once and I, cause she's little and I'm like, uh, ma'am, that's, that's too much. And she fucking hopped right back on. Did it again. And so then when she flipped me over, I'm like, she going to fucking walk on my chest? And sure as shit, she put her heel right in my chest muscle. And she was, I, I bet that lady could have climbed up a fucking pole with her feet. Her Probably. feet could do shit that I'd never seen. And so she's getting her heel here and like pushing. I was in, I was in hot sweats, like or whatever you want. <laughs> I was like sweating profusely when I got done. And then I'm covered in oil, right? Because she's just squirting that shit on me and then with her feet. But she got done, and I'm like, there's no way this 90-pound lady could make me feel this much pain. She fucking dropped down and gave me the people's elbow after the heel. <laughs> so she goes to my calf and just drops her elbow in there, and she's grinding around. And I'm like, I mean, It probably sounded from the outside like there was some shady shit going on because I was making some fucked up noises. And so... I got done with that and pretty much swore off any kind of massage <laughs> therapist. I'm like, fuck that. It's not worth it. Have you? Have I've you never done, done anything like that. No. You, Taylor? Yeah. Uh, she had a, um, she used to have massage therapists and stuff. And um, one of them still here. That's the one Amy saw? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Meryl? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she, I mean, there's some days where it's a little too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, for somebody like me and like or all three of us and stuff, yeah. like just being, you know, uh, a lot of muscle and stuff, like it's helpful. Yeah. I just go to a dark place, yeah. <laughs> fall asleep. I, I would tell you, well, there was no sleeping with that chick walking on me. It was like when she walked on my quads, right? And she did not, so the psoas, so she's right by the wiener, right? With her heel. And she literally put one heel one way, one the other, and spread with my, my hips apart. And I'm like, I'm going to cry. Right. And literally I'm like, I, what am I in, in my mind? I'm like, I can just say no. 
And then the manly part pops in. I'm like, well, I can't give up. Right. And <laughs> so she's got her heel on my quads walking down. Ooh. Fuck a duck, man. I was in, it was literally, I'm like, I've gone through some serious pain in my life and I fucking paid for this. Yeah. Like, this is insane. And anyway, I mean, we got done and she was super, you know, nice or whatever. But when she, like when she walked on my calves uh, and again, when she got on that, she just dropped down to the people's elbow and started grinding <laughs> away. It did help, but I, you know, she got done and she didn't speak the greatest of English. Mm-hmm. So she kept saying drink water, which, you know, totally yeah. made sense. And I'm like, am I going to be in pain for a while? And she's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And anyway, it, I wouldn't do it again. So were you in pain? Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. I, it, it hurt so bad at one point I, my stomach got super upset. Oh, no. Um, cause I was going through so much pain at my calf was one of them in my quad. She did not give a shit though. Like when I say that, meaning there was no looking back saying, sir, is this too much pressure? She just had one foot on and then a couple of times she looked like a stork. So she'd put one heel in the quad and then curl her other foot over. And then she would push down from that stupid pole. And I, I, <laughs> I was making all kinds of horrible noises. So anyway, everybody should go see her um, <laughs> at least once. You remember how, when did I got back? how did Amy find her? Uh, Amy, I, so I've told this story four or five times. Amy said she didn't set that up. She hmm. said that I did. She just suggested to now Amy's memory and my memory are often different, but it's just North of here and it has good ratings, you know, whatever. And so I highly doubt my dumbass set that up. Cause I would never just, Oh, let me just go see a massage therapist. That would, cause Amy sees them all the time, but she is claiming innocence. She said, I set that up. She just suggested to go see a massage therapist, but the reason why I thought she set it up is literally I thought she pulled a gag on me because she has that kind of fucked up sense of humor for a happy ending of of to laugh at me. And so when she's yanking on my underwear going off, off, I'm like, Amy, you bitch. I can't believe you did this to me. I didn't know you were supposed to have them off. So, uh, yeah, unique story that has nothing to do with uh, dry needling. Frankie, anything like that? No, I've only ever had one massage ever. Really? How'd it go? Yeah, I'd- was there a happy ending? No, no, <laughs> nothing like that. Oh, Lord. I, I, You know what? I was in so much pain, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I would have like, no, I passed. Don't touch that thing. I'm in pain. <laughs> but um, I think that's enough of that. So uh, everything we talked about, Total Health Solutions, ltd.com. Uh, try to go over the website, not her social media page. But definitely, if you're having some issues like like the three of us, four of us have all had, it, it's certainly been a, a game changer for me. So I can't can't thank you enough, and I appreciate you coming on here. Well, thank you. Thanks, you're a lifesaver. Thanks for having the combo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No no problem. Like I said, <laughs> stub toe, runny nose. I'm like, yep, just go get dry needling. It fixes everything. So well, I, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate everybody tuning in. And Taylor, thanks for, for bringing Caroline over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, everybody, take it easy. 